Hey everyone, Josh and Ryan here, and welcome back to the 2% Podcast. Research shows if you put 100 random people in a room, somewhere amongst them, there'll be just two truly incredible, inspirational people who are living their lives to the fullest. In this podcast, we bring those exact people to you, week in, week out. 2% of a day is just half an hour, so thank you for taking 2% of your day to be educated and inspired by joining us on our journey as we learn the secrets, routines and dreams of the Two Percenters. Alrighty, welcome back to the Two Percent Podcast. Today we are joined by Scott Stockdale. Thank you so much for joining us, Scott. Great to have you with us. You're um, welcome, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. So, Scott, what we'll do is just dump, uh, dump, jump. <laughs> All right, Scott, what we'll do is we'll jump straight in with a, uh, a bio of yourself, if that's all right, just a, a kind of minute or, or two kind of summarizing yourself, kind of why we brought you on and, and what we're going to talk about today. Sure, yeah. So I'm the host of Entrepreneurs Can Party, which is a top 10 rated Apple podcast. And on it, I talk to entrepreneurs, people who are literally just having fun in their businesses or creative projects. So had the likes of Josh Stockdale, who is the co-founder of Dream Beach Media. And he and his best mate travel around the world, uh, shooting videos for really cool companies like MTV, Panasonic. I've had a TikTok DJ artist who's got, I think, over 860,000 followers or something crazy. And she travels uh, around America doing gigs in front of thousands of people. Obviously, at the moment, it's a little bit tricky, but she's doing stuff on TikTok. Really cool girl. And there's just been a whole host of other people. So yeah, that's kind of my passion project, I like, if you like. And then in my day job, uh, I do SEO for a Yahoo group, which is a company based in Manchester, and they operate all around the world, and helping them with their diet division. So really sort of helping them grow this. It's quite a new division, so helping them grow by getting more organic traffic to their website and helping them increase revenues. So yeah, those are my kind of two... I guess specialities, yeah, but yeah. Um, also I've been uh, sort of um, getting involved with hiring a virtual assistant, which has been going really well so far as well. And uh, yeah, a whole host of other things. Busy yeah. times, busy times. No, amazing. And uh, so picking up straight away with with the podcast, I think there's a lot of a lot of overlap between sort of your approach to entrepreneurship and, and what what it means to be an entrepreneur on the podcast and, and this idea that, that, that we focus on this kind of philosophy of having a 2% mindset uh, and that kind of crossover being that actually you can chase what it is that you're passionate about and you can do, you know, kind of your, your philosophy, I suppose, is that entrepreneurship can be fun and actually mm. can party in, in that way and can kind of make businesses from something that you're passionate about. I mean, what was your original inspiration behind the podcast? Exactly that. I was, um, I've always been a big fan of listening to podcasts like to Tim Ferriss, Gary Vee, all the kind of usual suspects in entrepreneurship. And what I really enjoyed about those conversations I listened to was actually the people they talked to weren't just inspiring, but also their businesses were usually quite fun in the sense they were actually enjoying what they were doing. And I was very keen to uncover, okay, how do people actually have fun in business? Because like I say, it's traditionally seen as quite I don't know, kind of do your tie up, being in a boardroom, quite kind of level or straight laced. And I was curious, okay, there must be an avoid to kind of do business on it, if you like. So um, as much as anything, it was more mm. for me to be able to ask these questions that were on my mind so that then when I start a business of my own one day, I'll be able to kind of implement the lessons I learned and actually 
have a business that one I'm proud of, but two, I'm hopefully actually having fun in it. And it's not just kind of the typical nine to five grind. It's actually something I can be really passionate about. So that was kind of the main inspiration. And then there's been a lot of kind of tweaks and evolutions along the way. Uh, initially, I didn't have any idea in terms of like the concept as such. I didn't know it was going to be called Entrepreneurs Can Party. That just came much later. But I just had this loose theme. I was like, okay, let's go with it. And um, so far, it's gone really, really well. And it's been, um, I've been very blessed to have so many really cool guests on and have lots of really cool conversations. And um, we're just kind of riding this wave, seeing how it goes. Yeah, no, amazing. And so do you think then that there's a distinction between business owners or, or entrepreneurs who can party and who can't like those who kind of uh take life as it comes kind of have fun as they go kind of a bit more easy going maybe or and those who are kind of maybe that more traditional view like you say kind of tie up get the job done is there a distinction there do you think i think there is yeah and i'd, I'd always hesitate to say that people who are having fun don't work hard or they're taking it relaxed because actually i found the reverse it's the people who are having the most fun are actually working the hardest. And I think it's those who, you know, maybe stuck in a bit of a rut or kind of just doing a, a day job or whatever. They're the ones that are trying to like, you know, slink out with it and actually put in the least amount of effort as possible. So I think that's one thing I've certainly discovered. Actually, the hardest working people in my experience are those who are having the most fun, somewhat counterintuitively, I think. I think the other thing is people who are having fun in their business or they've created this life that they want to lead they've managed to do so in a way where they're not so dependent on the time is not kind of the main thing they're putting into the business. It's kind of the other things like being creative and outsourcing work to other creative people and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, they're not kind of the bottleneck if you like in their business It's actually their, their time they're spending is kind of building the business. It's not actually being in it. So that's something I've kind of realized. And I think even just kind of, in my other sort of jobs that I've had in myself, you know, when I've seen people around me in a job, they're, you know, trading their time for money, essentially. And what the people I've, or many of the people I've interviewed, they seem to have kind of switched on the head and actually they're trading their, their time for growing their business, if that makes sense. So, yeah, they're kind of the two distinctions, I think. Mm. It does, definitely. And I think we'll definitely come on to that. A little bit later in the kind of virtual assessment conversation talking about kind of removing yourself from a business i think is super interesting uh but to stay with the podcast a, a little bit is there any kind of one type of entrepreneur that you interview or do you kind of talk to people from across sectors and you kind of see that actually there's a similarity of that personality across the board yeah i try and I basically just interview people I'm really interested in finding out more about. And there isn't, even though it's called Entrepreneurs Can Party, it's more for me about a mindset of being quote unquote entrepreneurial. So it's not necessarily having a business or having like a huge company or anything like that. It's more about people who are finding ways to have fun in whatever they're doing. So, you know, kind of go back to the DJ artist. She's not making like millions of pounds, but she's making a comfortable living which supports her and she can do what she loves to do. Um, I've had life coaches on who, again, similar sort of fields. And even though they are, I suppose, trading their time for money, in many cases, they've also got other side hustles going on, and, you know, selling products and services, or they've, they're just doing what they love. So to them, it doesn't feel like work. Um, I think, yeah, that's probably the main distinction. I do try and keep it as broad as possible. And as long as 
not even as long as you know i'd be willing to speak to most people because i think everyone has a story to share it's more for me just about finding people that one i'm really interested in actually i want to find out more about and then number two do they have that kind of creative spark i guess that or that entrepreneurial spirit which i think is so wide encompassing i think it can come from you know people in a whole bunch of fields and i think even people are in kind of traditional day jobs many of those people you know like myself to some extent i think you could kind of class those people as having some sort of entrepreneurial thing about them and i know we've kind of discussed this on my own podcast like this what is an entrepreneur and it's such an interesting question because i think there's no one clear answer i think everyone has their own interpretation that's just my own interpretation it could be completely wrong someone might completely disagree with me what i've just said but for me that's yeah who i try and interview and it's just a whole range of people from a whole range of uh, industries yeah no amazing i think what what you're kind of coming on to there is this idea around entrepreneurship which is people who have those entrepreneurial <laughs> tendencies and that kind of enterprising mindset but work within a, a corporate or business kind of job kind of environment i think uh and i know that, that that josh can kind of speak to how that works a little bit more uh but that's definitely something that i think is is coming through from what you're saying is that actually you don't have to run your own business or be an entrepreneur to have those kind of tendencies or skills actually you can do that and work within a company to, to kind of apply those yeah i like that too i haven't heard that before entrepreneurial um yeah it makes complete sense and i think you're absolutely right i don't think you know you don't have to have a business you don't have to have something you can kind of say makes money for someone you know to have those entrepreneurial tendencies i think it is more just a mindset and a passion i guess for trying to create something whether it's a business or create a project whatever it is yeah. And, and the fun that you speak of, of like entrepreneurs can party and you're, you're intrigued to find out how people have fun while managing a business. Is it a mixture of people having fun outside of their business? So sort of that work-life balance like people talk of. So they're, they're doing the serious stuff at work and then they're having fun on the side. Or is what you're saying a lot of the people you speak to are doing the work and they're having fun whilst they're doing it. So they're almost, you know, partying to work in a sense yeah i think it's definitely the latter um there are some people who had kind of quote unquote side hustles which you know they really enjoyed and actually they've managed to turn that into their business which they're now kind of having fun in and partying in and i think even <laughs> there's one girl in particular i spoke to called ronnie who actually she talked about this idea that what she was doing as a side project then became her thing but then she actually missed having a side hustle so she's like okay i need another side hustle and she's kind of found another thing which has kind of got her really excited um, but she's still having a lot of fun in her now job which was once a side hustle if that makes sense so I don't think that's exclusive I think there is some sort of the crossover but from what I've found and what I've seen a lot of the people um, who I've spoken to are having fun in their actual businesses and the thing that makes them money and obviously that's a great position to be in and hopefully what I'd love to be in myself one day. Mm. Well, what, what do you think it is about that attraction of, of the side hustle then because you often people start the side hustles for you know they think that they want it to go into their main thing but they can't you know financially or uh, don't have the resources to commit to it full time but like you say with that girl there the, her side hustle became her main thing but then she was still craving that do you, do you think it's is it the hope of growing something from new and seeing what happens what do you think I, I think it's more just, I don't think they get bored as such, but I think they just have 
that capacity to take on more and more things and actually they want to keep innovating they want to keep pushing themselves they want to keep ultimately learning i think that's if anything i've learned as much as anything it's that people want uh, people who are being you know on my podcast typically are keen to learn stuff not just in their own fields but from other people and i guess that side hustle mentality is that desire to kind of learn more and scratch those itches and to actually yeah keep pushing themselves i think so i'd say that is probably the reason but i could be completely wrong there might be another dimension which i'm just not seeing but i think from what i've seen yeah that's what i'd say yeah no like you say that i think that that itch like if people people that set up their own things that if they're coming up with ideas to do that then they'll it's probably not going to be the last one that they have so if they have an idea and they're like this is worth pursuing they probably still feel the need to you know explore that in some capacity on the side yeah definitely i think it, it probably gives them an excuse to try something doesn't it you know like if it's not really related to their own business or whatever they're doing at the moment but they're still they still have a passion or an interest in doing something then having a site will give them permission to at least explore that and give it a go. And if it doesn't work out, then it's like no big deal. It's not generating you any money. So I guess it's almost like a free pass or a free try, a free shot at something. And if it turns out great, you've got another, you know, got another income generating thing or something you're passionate about. If it doesn't, so be it, you know, you've given it a go and not lost anything. So yeah, I think you're right. I think that plays a part. Mm. And what, what do you think sets people apart to kind of take that leap? initially with a side hustle to kind of make their dreams reality i suppose i think it's one having the belief that you can make it work not necessarily it's going to work or this first thing you try is going to work but it's actually having that belief that you can do it and you're going to make something work so i'd say that's the one certainly one thing i think the other thing is they usually have some sort of system in place or risk mitigation in place whereby they can take this leap which seems on the outside looking in quite risky but actually to them it's not because they've either you know for example they might have like six months or a year's worth of savings behind them or they've got experience in this industry so you know they're not completely blind to the challenges that lie ahead or (laughs) somewhat i guess ironically sometimes they've got actually no idea what lies ahead and actually in, in itself that's a blessing because if they did then they wouldn't start so I think they're probably the two biggest things which kind of give people that incentive to, or that kind of confidence to give it a go. And I guess the, the probably the third and final thing is actually not having the fear of other people's opinions. This is a huge thing. Uh, the people I've spoken to are very kind of, it's not that they don't listen to other people's opinions, they do. And actually they take a lot of people's opinions on board when it comes to like constructive feedback and having like networks that they trust in, but it's, those i guess those outside voices which a lot of us myself included would listen to uh, they somehow managed to ignore those or at least kind of compartmentalize them and actually put them away somewhere um so yeah having that belief knowing they've got some systems or processes in place so that if things don't quite go to plan they're still okay financially and then that third and final thing of yeah not fearing other people's opinions and actually just doing what they believe in because they feel it's right and actually they can make it work no that's great i think the um the not caring what other people think is a real big one and, and that's something that um we've spoken about a lot and something that myself and i know listeners struggle with as well um talk to me about that journey of 
setting up the podcast, having the ideas for Entrepreneurs and Party, and to where you are now. Because like you said, you've, you've had a good amount of success with this podcast. A lot of people are setting up podcasts now. What do you think has contributed to your success in this journey? And, and how can other people go down a similar route? I think what has kind of helped for sure is actually having quite a that's a quite very kind of clear idea of what I wanted from it. So even things in terms of, I guess, the branding, if you want to call it like, you know, kind of the the kind of name and how I've kind of tied it in with like, for example, just using the same colours on social media posts. You know, I was very clear. I want it to be quite vibrant. I want the podcast to be hopefully quite enjoyable for people to listen to, you know, a wide range of guests, but also a wide range of ideas they can implement. And targeting it, I guess that people my age or slightly younger or a couple of years older, you know, kind of uh, people who maybe just leaving university, they're looking for a bit of inspiration, whether it's to do their own business, their own creative project, or just maybe explore some new ideas that they didn't even know about. Um, so yeah, having a very clear, I guess in business speak, we call it like an avatar, you know, someone who's like your, your customer and, you know, your, person you'd like to kind of pitch a product to in this case pitch a podcast to that was certainly one thing in terms of the actual like launch process there was a lot of steps involved with that to get it to the top 10 in six days um and it was probably about six to seven months of work prior to actually launching all the way through from well, actually producing recording episodes with guests to getting those reviews in during the launch week to um, being on a podcasting course where I kind of learned the things of okay, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, how you can uh, get your podcast into the rankings, all sorts of kind of hacks, I guess, and lessons that I've learned from other podcasters. That's probably the second thing. And then I think the third thing is doing it for the right reasons. So in my mind, I did, I, I'm doing it because I actually enjoy doing it. And I know that sounds very obvious but there's a lot of podcasters i know where i've kind of seen who are doing it because they think they can make money out of it or they think that it's you know gonna i don't even know what that's usually the main one to make money from it and for me that is still part of my plans don't get me wrong and i don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever um i think making money from podcasts is definitely doable and a lot of podcasters i know are doing exactly that it's just for me if that's your core motivation at least in the beginning then you're probably not going to stick at it because I think um, most podcasts don't make money, period. And then I can't remember the stat exactly, but I think it's like 70% of podcasts don't go beyond seven episodes or something like that um, because their motivation, I guess, isn't in the, you know, it's not in the right place. So, yeah, those, I guess those are my main three things. And if you want to go into more details of, I guess, the launch or anything like that, feel free. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book on that. And I've got lots of resources on my website about it. Um, but yeah, those are kind of the three main things I'd say. Okay. Yeah. I'm interested to hear more about the the podcast course that you went on and this, these sort of tips that you picked up. So is it Alex Chisnell? Is that right? Is that whose course you on? It is. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know who Alex is, he is uh, the host of um, Screw It, Just Do It, which is a number one ranked podcast. And he created a podcast course to help other podcasters kind of emulate his success, I guess. So he yeah, has this 12-week program or course which guides you all the way through from setting up a podcast. So if you're a beginner and you have no technical experience, you kind of start on that footing and actually get an idea of what your podcast wants to be about, whether it's business or 
um, you know, XYZ education environment, whatever it is. Um, so it kind of guides you through that process of coming up with an idea and then, you know, who's it for? And then all the way through to kind of the more techie stuff while to get onto Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. And then kind of the more kind of, I guess you could say advanced things to kind of think about in terms of if you want to get into the podcast rankings or if you want to get into the new and noteworthy section of Apple Podcasts, what can you be doing to to do that? And yeah, it was uh, probably one of the best courses I've ever taken. And Alex gives a lot of uh, one-to-one help as well. So he has like a dedicated WhatsApp group for the people in the course and there's loads of different resources he has. So yeah, really, really useful. That sounds really cool. I mean, as someone like we we haven't really tapped into any resources like that have we ran with our um journey so far it's interesting to hear like how that how that's helped you and the sort of resources that you use was that um presumably that was a paid course was it something you have to sign up for and and pay for yeah 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 so because i was i think in the first cohort it was half price but i think i can't remember how much it costs it's i think it's like a couple of hundred pounds um, so yeah, it's a bit of an investment, and actually, um, I actually spent I think it was four hundred pounds on a thirty-minute conversation, which to me at the time was like, "What am I doing? Why am I doing this?" But actually, this was with um, a podcaster who's making, I think, at least uh, six figures a month from his podcast. It's like crazy money, and um, I was like, "Okay, if I can pick up anything from this guy, even if it's one or two things, then that would make it worthwhile." And actually, in that. 30-minute conversation, I did learn a hell of a lot, and I've shared that on a couple of podcasts, I think, um, primarily around like how to get your podcast out to more people and grow your listenership, because this is something I get asked a lot about now um, in my DMs, and you know, it's like, how do I get more listeners for my podcast? How do I grow my podcast? P.S. I don't have this stuff sorted out either. I'm still learning this and trying to figure out myself, but from what JLD, the guy I had the conversation with, what he told me was guesting on other podcasts is probably the best way you can grow your podcast so guesting in on podcasts in the sense that not just any random podcast but podcasts that you're in your niche podcasts where you feel you can actually add value to you know the other podcast uh, listeners you know for example i wouldn't go on to a podcast about dog training because i know nothing about dog training but at least with entrepreneurship even though i don't directly have experience i've kind of picked up things and uh, i guess advice from other people i've interviewed and you know, doing the VA stuff as well and then SEO. So at least there's a few what I call like specialities, I guess, of mine that, you know, I have some, at least some knowledge in. So yeah, if you can guest on other people's podcasts, he said that like promoting, if you can spend at least 80% of your time promoting your podcast and then 20% producing it, that's the sort of ratios you should be aiming for. And I think from what I've seen, again, a lot of podcasters tend to have that in reverse. So they'll spend ages producing their episodes you know getting out all the urns and the fillers from their guests making it like super really cool production like sounds amazing but then they might do like one or two social posts about it and then that's it and they don't you know promote any further so yeah that's probably the main thing he told me is like you need to if you're serious about it and you're serious about growing your podcast you've got to spread the words you've got to tell people and if you can go that step further as well and actually meet people in person or if you can, you know, talk at events or something, just another tip that just jumps into my mind. Something else he said is people that reach out to your podcast, uh, you know, if they comment on the social post or they even leave you a voice message, which I think some podcasts, uh, podcast hosts will let you do now, ask them four questions. Ask them what do they like about your show? What don't they like about your show? How did they hear about your show? 
and what's one problem they're facing right now. So just very quickly, I think the first two kind of make sense. Like, you know, what do you like about the show? What do you like about the show? Gives you some feedback and get them to be like totally honest, you know, say you know, it doesn't matter, you don't have to sugarcoat it, just tell me if you don't like something. And I've had some really good feedback about mine, about my intro being too long, so I'm going to look to cut that down, make it probably 30 seconds or less. Um, people like me to kind of be more involved in the show, so actually kind of jumping into the conversations rather than just asking questions, that's something I've learned, so I'm trying to make an effort to do that. So yeah, that's kind of the first two. And then the third thing about um, where do people find your podcast? huge really piece of important information you know is it through uh do they just find it randomly you know has it just popped up in their timeline because you've got like a hashtag in there or is it a bit more because you've been commenting on someone else's post on social media and they see your name pop up and they just click on the profile xyz it's a really important piece of information so you can know where you can target your efforts more and then that fourth thing what problem you're facing right now this is more important if you're looking to monetize your podcast i guess because if you can create a product or service which helps people fix that problem then that's great and actually you can make money from that and it doesn't mean you have to create that product or service yourself it could mean you bring on a sponsor say for example say someone is struggling to do their bookkeeping they're, they've got their own business small business they're looking for like bookkeeping services well i for one can't do that but i might know i don't know like quickbooks or fresh books like a podcast sponsor you've got on board with your show and they'd solve a problem so that's yeah four things i've kind of got from a massive tangent so sorry about that but hopefully that kind of gives some um some ideas of the things you can do to kind of grow your podcast and have that in your minds uh, jumping into it uh, for sure and i think it's a it's a really good way to to kind of frame it and i think what what you've captured as well certainly from somebody that does a lot on the back end of our podcast is sort of actually that on the analytics side the best thing that you can do instead of relying on the dashboards that podcast hosts whoever you have kind of gives you is just that raw data from people that you know and who have said that they listen to your podcast because like you say uh, you can't really find out where people have found you from uh, you can you can see where people have listened to you but you can't really say oh actually no it was word of mouth or no it was a social media post or or whatever um and so i think that's that's a really insightful thing uh one thing i would i would ask you is if somebody is thinking about starting their own podcast you know we, we're just still in kind of the, the midst of lockdown and there's a lot of talk around of people wanting to start their own podcast and i think it's one of the the things that i hear a lot of people saying oh i wish i did or i i think i could or i want to in the future uh but i, I never have sort of typically started one what advice would you give to somebody other than just start please uh to somebody <laughs> to somebody that wants to to potentially start start their own podcast how can they kind of get themselves going something i did by accident which actually turned out to be really beneficial was i had a podcast prior to the one i've got now um which i've actually since taken down because i just no one listens to it anymore um but, but that was kind of by it was an accident but actually it helped me have like a trial run at doing this podcasting thing because i didn't know what i was doing like you know i didn't know how to record episodes you know really basically i didn't know how to do zoom i didn't know um all the back end stuff that you need in place so it kind of gave me a uh, i guess a free shot at trying all this stuff out and actually figuring out okay for one thing what format do i want my show to be do i want it to just be solo episodes do i want to have guests on 
XYZ. And it kind of gave me that opportunity to figure out what works. You know, I was able then to kind of grow a smallish audience, not like huge. And a lot of those people that listen to old podcasts, they'll listen to this new one. And I was like, yeah, okay. I asked them, I was like, okay, what do you like about this show? And I used that information to uh, kind of put towards Entrepreneurs Can Party and actually give it some, some substance. So a lot of people want to kind of just jump straight into it and actually <laughs> to just want to start and I, I don't say that's bad advice I say that's good advice as well like it's the number one fear and you know it's the reason a lot of people don't get started yeah, but sure. at the same time if you can if you can kind of experiment before you do your kind of mothership then I think that's quite a useful piece of advice and there's ways to do it for free so you can use Anchor FM and as you, you know you can use your, your mic on your laptop if you don't want to spend any money and just literally want to experiment I'd say that's the way to go. And like I say, you can kind of experiment with the format of the show. Do you want it to be with guests? Do you want to be just solo episodes? Do you want to have a co-host or just want to be yourself? Loads of different variables you can kind of find out and experiment with. So yeah, that'd be my number one tip, I think. Just try, um, just have, if you can do like a, a separate show just to kind of try a few things out, give it a go. Yeah, and I mean, that, that show doesn't even need to be related to what, your ultimate goal of having a podcast is so you could literally just do a few episodes on on almost a side hustle type topic just to experiment like you say with the publishing the editing how many people listen organically and all that sort of thing and then when you're sort of feel comfortable and, and ready you can really hammer in and go for that big launch like you did with the entrepreneurs party yeah exactly right i think yeah if you can do it about side hustle that's actually a really good yeah a really good idea because at least it's something you're comfortable with and comfortable talking about and at least exploring and yeah it gives you a sense okay could you do a podcast about that side hustle or do you want to do it about something else so for me it's yeah it makes a lot of sense to at least trial something out and you, know, you don't even have to share that a podcast with anyone you know you could literally publish it and say anchor and then just not tell anyone about it so it'd still be there you could still listen to it and have that as like you know, you can share it with a few close friends and get them to kind of feedback on it. But you don't have to share it with the world. You don't have to post about it on social. So I think it's a good way to kind of dip your toe into podcasting without really committing any money to it. And also it gets you to figure out, do you actually enjoy it? You know, there's no point kind of spending lots of money on this podcasting if you don't actually enjoy it. You know, if you say you spent like a couple of hundred pounds on a microphone, then you realize two episodes in, it's like, actually, I hate doing this. And it's like, oh, great. But um, it just gives you that ability to try things out and figure out if you want to do this uh, seriously. Well, that's it for another episode of the 2% Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. If you or someone you know has a story to tell, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch. And if you have a question you want answering, send it in to us using Anchor Voice Messages and you can feature in a future episode. All the links are in the description. Stay motivated, follow your dreams, and as always, do it with a smile.